Ted News Conference continues. with State Representative Greg Amore, he's a Democrat running for Secretary of State. Greg, thanks for coming in. Appreciate being nice here. Nice to have you. You've been in Thank politics you. for a while, right? A decade. Yeah. Been in the General Assembly for a decade, yeah. Right, local politics and then a state rep yeah. as well. You're from East Providence, and you I, proudly call yourself a townie. I am a townie. Okay. So why does a townie want to become the Secretary of State? Well, my, my background uh, ties into the duties of the office. I'm a history and civics teacher, taught history and civics at East Providence High School for 26 years. Uh, I'm now the athletic administrator, so mm -hmm. I manage a large organization, 72 employees, $700,000 budget. And in 10 years in the General Assembly, I chaired the Small Business Committee. I chaired the subcommittee uh, in finance on education. Mm -hmm. I'm on the Finance Committee, vice chair of the Education Committee. These life experiences and professional experiences, I think, have prepared me uh, to enter the office. Well, let me quiz you a little bit. Now, sure. you've got, so you've got experience in athletics mm -hmm. and finance. And politics, how does that fit in with the narrow duties of the Secretary of State? Keep the records, uh, you have election duties separate sure. from the Board of Elections. How do you, how do you so draw the, those two the together? So the civic education part is, yeah. is key, right? I taught civics for years uh, and actually uh, took uh, um, East Providence High School students to Washington for 20 years mm -hmm. and immersed them in government pro project close-up. Um, uh, across the duties of the office, the, the chairmanship of the small business uh, uh, um, committee in the House yep. certainly relates uh, there. And then in regard to elections, I've always been uh, a sponsor, co-sponsor of elections legislation. Uh, early voting, I was a co-sponsor. Let Rhode Island uh, Vote Act, I was the first co-sponsor. So I've, I've been closely tied to voting and expanding voting since uh, I, I entered the General Assembly. You've been in the right church then, that's what you're telling yeah. us. Okay, now, is there, is there, are there things you can improve I don't think you're going in just to be a custodian. I assume you're going to go in to approve things? Sure. I, I think we can expand civic education. It is my background. I think we have to do a better job of explaining to folks how the system works. They used to teach it when I went to school. Yeah, well, yeah, I... Yeah, used to drill it into our heads. Sure. Well, we, what we found out, and I'm the sponsor of the Civic Literacy Act, yeah. which requires that every Rhode Island high school student have at least one semester of civics. And what we found out in, in researching that was that was not the case. So that's now been implemented. It's uh, implemented across the state. So I'd like to expand that. I'd like to make sure that the Department of State is a resource for information. There's been a lot of misinformation about voting. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that every Rhode Islander knows how the system works. And we can do that in a whole host of ways. We can do it through social media. We can do it through traditional media. We can do it through me speaking yeah. uh, to folks. That's my background. I'm, I'm an educator. Um, and I think that's really important because we have to have confidence in our election system uh, or else our democracy is in peril. Well, a lot of people don't think the system works. They think the system's broken. There are concerns about early voting and ballot harvesting and machines that don't work, right? We sure. just saw in the primary, we had a sure. bunch of, well, I, we had a group of machines. I don't want to overplay right. it. It was a group of machines. There was a problem with the Spanish ballot. It had names from the last election. Right. And then there was finger pointing back and forth. Board of Elections says the Secretary of State made the mistake. She said, no, I didn't. You were following that. What's your take on that? Sure. So I, I've actually proposed that uh, the Secretary of State have a non-voting uh, membership on the Board of Elections so that there is constant communication. So the Secretary or designee would be a member of the Board, non-voting, because you do want to separate the political from the uh, from the process. Uh, and, and that would create a, a cohesion between the two so that these type of things don't happen. Uh, in my view, uh, this clearly was a vendor issue, right? It mm -hmm. was clearly a testing protocol issue. I've actually had legislation drafted uh, that will uh, set that testing protocol uh, in place for these machines, which are required by federal law. Mm -hmm. We don't have a choice on these machines. Yep. They have to exist. The vendor loaded the wrong information. It appears the ballots were correct. But there was a lack of communication. I think if you have a non-voting member on the board that is 
either the secretary yep. or their designee, that communication can be shored up. You face Republican Pat Cordelessa coming up in the general election. Pat was here last week. He said, I want to cut the budget. I may cut the staff. And I want to cut the time uh, for early voting. I wouldn't have it as lengthy as it is now. I think he said six days. Let's play Pat Cordelessa. You respond. I would trim that 20 day to six days. Okay. Why? Because buyer's remorse. A lot of voters might have had an opportunity to vote early. My opponent technically is looking to do almost 100% mail ballot strategy. Why? That means technically on election day, it's going to be a non-relevant issue. Mm -hmm. uh, you could have 80% people so you know, voting early okay. or mail ballots. Well, go ahead. You're his opponent. So there, right? there, there are two things there, right? Yeah. First, the early voting. Yeah. Uh, right now it's 20 days. This is new for us. Yes. Uh, we should continue to look at it, make sure it works. Uh, but to his point, you can vote six days out if you'd like. Yeah. You can vote 20 days out at like. You can hold on to your ballot till the last day. You can go and vote in person. Yeah. You can vote by mail. These are options that, that really are here so we can expand access to voting. But you, but you know what he's saying, though, is that people yeah, think sure. differently one day, and then as the campaign goes on and draws toward the end, there's a lot of action. I may have voters' remorse. Now, we just saw that possibly in the primary. Governor McKee lost the day of voting to uh, Helena Bonanno folks, but he won mail-in and early ballot. Do you see kind of a little red flag going up? No, I think all votes are equal, um, and people have the responsibility for their own vote. I think we're all getting used to early voting, and I, and I believe in early voting. It, it should yeah. be an option because we don't have a traditional work day anymore. And, so for, and then we have a pandemic, and we, people are out for five days, right? You should have an opportunity to vote when you can, and it should be easy. Uh, in regard to buyer's remorse, you know, the voter can decide when they want to cast that ballot. Uh, and, and in our case, you can cast it right up to Election Day. Okay. On the, right. on the mail ballot side of things, I think people will go more and more toward mail ballot. It allows you the option to vote really yeah. when you want to. Uh, and it allows you to research. You can sit next to your uh, laptop, yeah. put, the, uh, vote, uh, put the ballot there. You have the voter questions on it. You can take your time. There's no pressure. Uh, many, many, many states do this really well, and it enhances voter participation. Are you concerned, though, about ballot harvesting, where campaign workers can actually get their hands on someone's ballot? And we've heard they go into the nursing homes, and they may go into the senior places and say, oh, no, give me those. I'll take them for you. I'll make sure it gets mailed. You're concerned about things like that. Well, the Let Rhode Island Vote Act um, actually removes the notary and witness signature, right. which promoted ballot, ballot harvesting. Yep. That's actually putting a campaign in the room because you need signatures, you need yeah. a notary. In some cases, campaigns were hiring notaries. Uh, this at least goes back to the Australian ballot, the private ballot, yeah. and people can do so as, as they wish. You know, they have to seal their envelope, they have to sign their envelope, even if they're handing it to somebody to mail for them. Yeah. They're trusting that person, maybe they shouldn't, but it's a better process than what, than what we had in place, which was putting the campaigns in the room based on signature or notary. Voter ID, just quick, your quick take on that? Vote, voter ID is, is something that is embedded in Rhode Island yeah. uh, today. Uh, even Democrats at a 70% uh, uh, percentage mm -hmm. agree with voter ID. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to voter ID. And you have a, you'd have a budget. Would you like to cut it? Cordelissa says, I want to cut the budget. Maybe lay off if I can, if the, sta if the staff is bloated. Just about 30 seconds on that. Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to get in there, look at the budget, look at the staff, see what the duties are. I mean, it's really difficult to say whether you're going to cut or add when you're not in that position and you haven't studied the, the budget or the personnel extensively. I, I think it would be irresponsible to say either way. All right. Uh, you say teaching civics is important. I agree with you. A lot of people don't know how government works. Maybe years ago it was a it was a tougher curriculum or something. I made sure I knew the three branches and who sure. does what and, and how things change. You say it's not working? 
I say we have to focus on it. What we did for the past 15 years or so yeah. is we focused on uh, test scores. And those test scores are math and ELA. Right. They're not social studies. And so we've kind of forgotten that, pushed it to the side, and, and we need to get it back to the forefront. Well, good luck with that. And thanks for coming in. Good luck with your campaign. Greg Amore. Thank you.